And we are back. We got a seven game slate on Friday. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. We're breaking down the uh, daily fantasy sports slate in this video. We got 100K up top. Also, the first games of the in season tournament for the for the NBA. Um, if this is your first time watching, I cover content for daily fantasy sports. Uh, make videos for NBA, NFL, and for player prop sites like Price Picks, Underdog, Parlay Play. The sponsor of the video is Price Picks. Guys, if you're not on Price Picks, you can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. I've been on it for years, having a ton of fun. But basically, it's a player prop site. We build slips, and you build two, three, four, five, up to six slips. Uh, six players in a slip, you can win up to 25x your money. They have basically every sport you can think of as well. If you guys are interested, again, use the code DKDFS. Uh, help support the channel. Greatly appreciate that. And if you guys are looking for more content, you can check out my Patreon link in the description uh, for DFS or for prop stuff. All right, so uh, let's recap tonight before we get into the breakdown. So tonight, Jordan Hawkins can't be serious, man. Can't be serious. I mean, there's just, I'm just so, so tilted. I mean, I fade him at, at giga ownership last late. He shoots it like 20 times with Zion in. Zion out. I fade. Finally, click Hawkins. Doesn't shoot. Hides in the corner. 80% owned in high stakes. Massive bust. Now, I did say in the Patreon stream how I thought you could play Dyson Daniels over Hawkins at a fraction of the ownership. I felt like I had enough low-owned options where I didn't need to make that pivot. But if I had all chalk in here, then I probably would have made that pivot. So... Yeah, I'm mad about that. Obviously, I was high in the Pelicans. I said, you know, you want at least a couple of Pelicans in every lineup. I played CJ, JV, and Hawkins. CJ and JV smashed. Hawkins was a bust. Stuart Thompson was smashing at low ownership. Massive foul trouble for him. I hate to, I absolutely hate playing Lloyd Marketing. Finally, click him on this slate. Absolute floor game. Uh, Clarkson was a guy I was not fading. John Collins I ended up eating the chalk, even though I think he was overowned. Well, low owned Suggs, right? Bolts gets ruled out. Lone Sugg smashing two quick ones. Comes back in the second quarter. You better believe number three. He's out. It's a foul trouble for Suggs. And then prop stuff, dude. Pirtle. Uh, they don't close with Pirtle. Hooks me. Um, Ubre got in random massive foul trouble. Melton gets in random massive foul trouble. And they took a block away for him to go under. And I went O'Carter Jr. over a fantasy score. Massive foul trouble for him, too. It's just all pain, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm just like, no, I'm done. Done. I'm done with Thursday slate. Ready to move on. One thing to note here, this may be my last video for a little bit. Uh, going to be touching grass for the first time in years. And I mean years. I'm going to be actually leaving my apartment. Something I never do. Uh, but going to be traveling uh, this weekend. Going to be on a cruise. Um, I still expect there to be Wi-Fi, but I probably won't be able to make videos. So I might still be able to get a video. I'm flying out tomorrow. Might still be able, be, might still be able to get a video um, for Saturday's slate. Uh, I'll try to for YouTube, but um, I'll be back on Wednesday. So we'll be a short little break uh, for the YouTube videos, at least. Still be having content up for Patreon um, as well. So just wanted to mention that. But uh, all right, let's get into the player by player breakdown. So. Start off with Cleveland and Indiana. So Cleveland, uh, Garland, and Jared Allen, both questionable. Now, that's obviously pretty significant news. If they're both in, I think this is a team that's pretty easy to stay away from because a lot of these guys are priced up from when Cleveland's been shorthanded. If they're both out again, then yeah, you can consider some guys. But I think they're correctly priced. Like a 10K Mitchell without Garland and Allen feels priced right. 
Mobley at 8-1 has been, a, you know, kind of quiet to start the year, but that feels like a correct price. Same with Levert and Struess. So even if these guys are out, there's still not a ton to love. If they're in, I think Cleveland's just a pretty easy cross-off for me. Now the Pacers, we got to keep on the stats of Halberton and Jalen Smith. So Halberton missed last game, and you saw um, you saw Nemhard start, and McConnell played the backup point. Now this tilted me because I thought McConnell was a bit overowned, and the game was a massive blowout. So I'm thinking, okay, they're going to close with you know maybe Ben Shepard at the point, or they're going to close. They're going to bring back Nemhard, their young guard, and close with him. No, they close with 30 year old T or whatever, however old he is. However old he is, I feel like he's been around forever. A 35 year old TJ McConnell. They close with him, and he just smashes in garbage time. So that did tilt me, I'm not going to lie. Um, so yeah, Halburn's out. You got McConnell and Nemhard that both will look good as plays. And then more usage for the other starters, you know, guys like, or the other, you know, just rotation guys, Heal, Brown, Matherin. But I think the, the two guards stand out the most to me. Miles Turner just feels priced right um, at 6.9. There's not a ton else to mention here. Uh, if if Halburn does play, then I think Halburn's an okay contrarian play. I don't love the matchup for him, but uh, he has played well to begin the year. All right, the Knicks and the Bucks. This is a kind of an ugly, another ugly game, in my opinion. Uh, the big news is R.J. Barrett. He's questionable. Now, if R.J. Barrett misses, there's going to be a few guys that benefit. Josh Hart and DiVincenzo mainly. So you saw those two get a minutes bump. 29 minutes for Hart in the starting lineup and 30 minutes for DiVincenzo off the bench. Those guys would see a bump, and you also saw a slight bump for Quickly's minutes. He played a little bit more last game. But mainly, DiVincenzo and Hart do benefit if there's no Barrett. And if Barrett's out, I think both are good values, 4-7 for Hart and 4-1 for DiVincenzo. As far as the two main guys, Brunson and Randall, they just feel priced right. Like I'm not going to say no to either, but yeah, I'm not going to prioritize either of them. Mitchell Robinson, you know the drill. This guy's a frustrating roster. He's just, you know, foul prone. The minutes sometimes are up and down. He's playable for tournaments as always. But yeah, I just, I never, ever feel good. Like you're just never going to feel good clicking Mitchell Robinson. I don't think I've ever felt good once clicking his name. I just don't think I have. Um, quickly, eh, I would rather get the harder to even Chenzo if there's no Barrett. And uh, yeah, that's it for the Knicks. Let's talk about the Bucks. The Bucks have not looked great to start the year. Um, 10.8K for Giannis, I think is a fair price point for him. He's kind of struggled, but uh, I think he's a relatively safe play. Uh, usually a guy that has a pretty high floor outside of last game, where you're in for 24 and 28 minutes. So don't mind Giannis at his sub-11K price point. I think that is maybe a little bit too cheap. I don't love the price on Dame. I would just rather get to Giannis at a similar price point. But when we get to Middleton, yeah, he's still on a limit. You know, the two bigs, Lopez and Portis, feel priced right. I don't know if I can stomach the Bucks' value on this slate. So outside of Giannis, there's not a ton that I like for Milwaukee. Brooklyn and Chicago. So Brooklyn a little bit more interesting here. No Claxton, no Cam Johnson. Dinwiddie's questionable, which is very important. Because if Dinwiddie's out, it's really going to solidify minutes for a lot of guys in this rotation. Um, I will say this is against a big team in Chicago. So it'll be interesting to see if they try to go small again with like Dorian Finney-Smith at the five. Um so, yeah, if Dinwiddie is out, I mean, there, there's a good amount to like here for the Nets. Bridges, you know, will be a fine contrarian spend up. Uh, but, yeah, more minutes for guys like Cam Thomas, Ben Simmons. Cam Thomas shot four of 100 last game, but does have a ceiling. He's making his shots. We saw it the first three games. Ben Simmons went to the locker room, did not have the best game, but still a guy that can stuff the stat sheet and is at a reasonable price point. Lonnie Walker saw more minutes. Um, again, he would look better if there's no Dinwiddie. Jordan Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal. These are guys that will see a minutes bump. Bulls saw 30-plus minutes last game. Dayron Sharp hasn't played a ton 
Uh, but maybe against a bigger team in Chicago, he could see a little bit more run. So and you also saw Trent Watford get dusted off in 14 minutes. You saw a little bit of Amadi Brooks as well, just because they're so shorthanded. Uh, but yeah, didn't when he's in, then I would say downgrade kind of everyone. You know, everyone loses some minutes. Uh, they wouldn't look as good, but still would have some interest in the main guys. Still would have some interest in some of the value as well. It just wouldn't, it wouldn't, it would be a bit riskier if Dinwiddie does play. All right, talking Chicago, and Chicago is just the same breakdown it always is for me. It just is. Booch, Levine, DeRozan, all reasonably priced. If I'm going to play one of these guys, it's probably going to be whichever one's lowest owned. Um, I don't know. I don't really have any strong takes. Vooch has played well against a small ball team. Sure, like I'm fine with him. Levine, 7-4, DeRozan, 7-3. I would just be lying if I said there's one of those guys that stood out. So on a bigger slate, if I ever do play one of the Bulls' big three, I'm most likely just going to play whichever one is the lowest owned. Uh, outside of that, kind of have a tough time getting to anyone. Kobe White should play around 30 minutes. Caruso, CD Smith on the bench of 4-5. I don't think it's necessary to go there. Pat Williams has been struggling. He's kind of splitting time with Torrey Craig. Drummond's playing the backup five. I mean, you can always take a shot on Drummond, who is a good point per minute guy. I guess that's okay at a 3.7K price point. Golden State, Oklahoma City. So honestly, a lot of these early games, not super appealing. Golden State, I kind of have a tough time getting to anyone here. Like, it's a decent spot, but no, they're spreading out the minutes. Hmm, Steph Curry at 10-1. I'm never going to say no if you want to go to him in tournaments because clearly this is the ceiling that he provides. But no, he doesn't stand out at this price point. Chris Paul, 7-1. I would expect high 20s mitts from. Feels like a correct price. Play has been not great to start the year. Feels maybe a little overpriced or correct right or priced uh, right. Draymond Green did see 28 minutes last game. I'm actually curious to see if there's any sort of a limit still on him. If there's no more limit, maybe Draymond would be my favorite play in Golden State. Uh, Looney at 5.8K with Draymond back. Minutes have not been great. Only played 23 minutes last game. Uh, you got Wiggins, who has really struggled to start the year. Also, his minutes are down. Mingo's played well off the bench, but at 5K. Eh. Moses Moody will probably see rotation minutes, but not enough for me to get to him. You're going to see Gary Payton in the rotation. He's going to see some minutes. You're going to see Dario Sarge still in the rotation. So they're just running a pretty deep rotation. Oh, kind of have a tough time getting these guys. Dario Sarge has played well, and he's still playing decent minutes. So I think he's actually a little bit interesting. Um, so maybe Draymond and Sarge would be my favorite place for Golden State, but I kind of have a tough time prioritizing anyone here. Now for the Thunder, this is this is one of the first teams where I like, I'm very high in the Thunder. No SGA. Uh, no Kenneth Williams. The big Jalen Williams uh, is questionable, but not a big deal there. Um, yeah, so this is a team without their highest usage player against a fast-paced Golden State team that I have a lot of interest in. Giddy, 8.4K, I really like. He gets a massive bump with, with SGA off the court, becomes the clear playmaker, ball in his hands way more, also going to shoot more. I think Giddy looks good at that price point. Shot Holmgrum, 7.6K. 37 minutes last game. Ceiling is there. Now, he is foul-prone. And still has a floor, but I like his upside, especially with SGA out. Jalen Williams, I would say, is probably my favorite overall play on the Thunder. Played 38 minutes last game. I like him quite a bit. I think you can make the argument for Lou Dort, who probably gets more shots up. And then as far as the fifth starter goes, my guess is it's either Kaysen Wallace or Isaiah Joe. I kind of have a tough time looking 5.4K Kaysen Wallace. But if it's a 4.2K Isaiah Joe, I have a bit more interest in him as a value play. And then I don't know really know if I can get to anyone else on this team. Uzman Jang will see some minutes. Not really enough, I don't think, to get to, to him. So 
Uh, it's mainly the starters. And then if Isaiah Joe starts, I think he's a pretty good value play. Washington and Miami. I mean, this Washington team, oof, they are really bad. And can we talk about how they just trolled last game too? Two games ago, right? Gaffer gets rolled out. We all think it's Mike Muscala starting, right? And they start Kuzma at the five. And not only does Mike Muscala not start, just doesn't play. So then the next game, we're like, oh, against Atlanta, okay, they're going to start Kuzma at the five. They start Muscala. Like, there's such trolls, man. And Gaffer, he was probable, and then just got downgraded to questionable. So I'm just like, I don't know. This team is so bad playing on the road. There's always blowout risk with this team. It's a not, not the best match to be there against Miami. I think Kuzma is a decent option. Again, especially if they try to go small. He's the guy, I think, at the top that has the highest floor. Pool has been horrific to start the year, but he's going to shoot when he's out there. Benny Advia feels a little pricey at 6'1". Tyus Jones at 5'7". Might be, might be your safest play, I will say, factoring in salary. If Gafford's out, we'll see what they do with the starting lineup. One game, they started Koulibaly. Uh, the other game, they started Mike Muscala. Now, I will say with Koulibaly, is if you think the Wizards get blown out, he is an interesting option because he started this game against Boston and also closed it in a blowout. He's one of the guys that is kind of interesting for that reason of he's blowout proof. He's going to play. You actually would probably rather, if you're, if you're trying to predict the blowout, like you would actually probably rather have the blowout for Koulibaly who would get run in the fourth quarter with a bunch of scrubs as opposed to the starters. I don't know if I can stomach Gallinari. He's complete dust at this point in his career. If Muscala starts, I actually do like him because he's about a fantasy point per minute player. In 22 minutes in a massive blowout last game. Well, it was, well, the Wizards pulled the starters, but the Hawks kept the starters. And that was a weird game. Um, the Wizards bench unit kind of brought it back a little bit. But um, yeah, 17 fantasy points in 22 minutes. If he starts, I think he'd be an okay value option. And moving on to Miami, it's a really good matchup here for Miami. No uh, Martin. You got Jimmy, Bam, Hero, all at about the same price. I think all look pretty similar. Um, Jimmy's had a kind of a quiet start. I would say Bam and Hero would probably be my preferred options here. Bam finally had a big game. Heroes played well. Um, he's had a few big games to start the season. So in a good matchup, I think all three of the main Miami guys look pretty good. Lowry at 5-4, I think, is reasonably priced in a good matchup. I'm not going to say no. And then Kevin Love is back here, 4.3K. I actually do like him. I would expect him to start and play low 20s minutes. I think he's a pretty good value play. Not a ton off the bench I love. I'll mention Jay Rich in his first first couple games with 23 minutes and then 30 minutes. Uh, well, shooting guard, small forward eligibility in a good matchup. I think if I'm going to play one of these bench guys, I think it would be Jay Rich. All right, Dallas and Denver. This Dallas team, man. I can't with Jason Kidd. We'll talk about that in a sec. But Kyrie is questionable. Maxi Kleba is questionable. If Kyrie is out, obviously Luka becomes the clear go-to guy. And then more usage for these other, you know, rotation players like Hardaway. Grant Williams probably gets more shots up. Josh Green. Uh, you get minutes for Seth Curry. You probably get minutes for Exum. You probably get minutes for Hardy. But I just, I cannot trust this rotation right now. Really, outside of Luka, I hate Jason Kidd so much. So, so much. I just, I can't do it. Um. I mean, if you want to take a shot lively and hope he stays out of foul trouble against Jokic, be my guess. His minutes have been all over the place. He's foul prone. I mean, they have Kleba if he plays. Maybe they have Powell. They can dust off for Sean Holmes. I don't feel great about targeting a Dallas big. If there is no Kyrie, I think Hardaway, Grant Williams, Josh Green, they're reasonable plays. 
I don't think I can click Derek Jones Jr. in 2023. He did have a decent game, but like I don't think we can expect that production again from Derek Jones Jr. Like I would say that's probably a that's a pretty big outlier game from him. I just uh I, I I want Kyrie to play, so I don't I don't want to consider these value plays, to be honest. I'm I'm hoping Kyrie is in. Um and if Kyrie's in, Luca's a bit overpriced. Kyrie himself would be a bit overpriced. There wouldn't be a ton to like there for Dallas. For Denver, I think Jokic at 12K looks good. Um, he should be able to feast in this spot, whether it be Lively, whether it be Paul, whether they try Maxi Kleban if he's available. I mean, Jokic should be able to feast. He's been a little bit up and down to start this season, but this is a really good matchup for him. Jamal Murray at about uh, 7.9K. Don't love it. Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., and KCP all feel priced correct. Christian Brown, 4.5. He's probable. Um, he's played well off the bench. I think he's a bit interesting. Reggie Jackson, he'll get some backup point guard run. I think he's an okay value play as well. Don't think I can get to anyone else, though, for Denver. And finally, we got the Grizzlies and the Blazers, the late-night hammer. And to be honest, on this slate, I think this is my favorite game to target. There's been a lot of gross games. I'm like, yeah, some teams, like, I don't even consider any guys. This is the game that I think I want the most exposure to. The two worst teams right now in the NBA, the Grizzlies and the Blazers. So, Aldama doubtful. Don't expect him to be back. Um, there's a lot to like here, in my opinion. I'm high on both Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. I think you give the edge to Bain over Jaron Jackson. But Jaron Jackson, if he can stay out of foul trouble, this is a smash spot for both these main guys for the Grizzlies. I think Marcus Smart and David Tillman are both safe plays in the mid-range. In a competitive game, you should see low to mid-30 minutes from Smart, probably around, I would say, high 20s minutes for Xavier Tillman. Dyer Williams has played... Pretty well in the starting lineup. I would expect around 30 minutes from him. I think you could even make arguments for guys like Conchar, Roddy, Luke Kennard. Derek Rose is once again out. Um, so, yeah, you should get a little bit more run for some of these value plays. But, yeah, this is a team that I'm high on. And the Blazers are probably my favorite team to target on the slate. No Scoot Henderson. Shane Sharp is probable. I mean, this, this team is shorthanded. We already know Simons is out. I'm expecting uh, Malcolm Brogdon to start. If that's the case, I mean, I like all the main guys here. Brogdon and Sharp both look like really good plays, especially if Brogdon starts. We know he's a good point per minute guy. Jaden Sharp's been playing like 40 minutes a game. He's got nice eligibility. Those two look good. I like DeAndre Ayton. Um, I was high on him last late at no ownership. He smashed. Jeremy Grant basically, well, did very well scoring, did nothing else, hooked me on the PRA last game, but... The main four guys here, Sharp, Aiton, Brogdon, Jeremy Grant, all look good. Uh, Robert Williams, I wanted to mention, they played, because they're so short-handed, show, so short-handed, they played him alongside DeAndre Aiton last game. Aiton played 34 minutes, and Robert Williams in that most recent game played 19. So they played them alongside of each other, which makes Robert Williams actually a little bit interesting. And then it's like, all right, well, if you get the starting lineup of Brogdon, Sharp, Thibel, Grant, Aiton, well, who else is going to be in this rotation? Robert Williams is going to play some backup center and I guess can play some alongside Aiton. Kamara, I think he's going to play decent minutes here. He's been play, averaging mid-20s minutes. He might play a little bit more. I actually do like Kamara, the rookie, a good amount here for value. Uh, Skyler Mays, I think, is going to see rotation minutes at 3.4K. We know Thibel's been starting, but he really hasn't been playing much and not doing much with his minutes. Jabari Walker's going to see rotation minutes at 3.2K. I think he's a little bit interesting. You might even see them try to dust off someone else here, like a Rupert. I don't even know. But, like, my guess for the rotation, I think the starting lineup will be Brogdon, Sharp, Thibel, Grant, Aiden. So that's five. 
Robert Williams, six. Kamara, seven. Bar Walker, eight. Skyler Mays, nine. That's what I think the rotation will be. But yeah, I mean, there's a ton to like from this game, especially on the Portland side. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up the video. Again, if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I'll try to get a price picks video up after this as well. Really appreciate all the support. We're closing in on 20K subs. If you guys are not subscribed, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, again, this may be the last video for a few days for me for this weekend. Um, I'll try to get a video up tomorrow. If not, I will be back on Wednesday. So thanks again for watching as always. Enjoy the rest of your night, and I'll see you in the next one.